You can have your seats. Thank you so much, worship band. We really appreciate your service. We can put our hands together again for Andre. What I forgot to say is that he was a minister in the Dutch Reformed Church for 32 years, so he knows how to preach. Um, and then in the midst of that, the Holy Spirit and God through the Holy Spirit met him in incredible ways and taught him incredible things um, of, the, of the spiritual world and the Spirit of God. And he's become a father to many in his own movement and in our charismatic movements and all over. Um, so... Thank you once again, Omandre. Thank you so much, DB, and thank you all of you to have the privilege to stand here and say, so says God. Uh, and uh, what, a, what a great privilege. We know he's here, uh, he's holy, and he's all love, and he's present. And his presence and his love bring freedom. Uh, as you just sung. Yeah, um, I just want to start with a scripture. And this scripture meant so much to me, but I'm going to read it in the Good News translation because as Afrikaans speaker, I understand the good news the best. So uh, uh, I read it in, in, in the Good News. Ephesians 3 verse, verse 17, uh, it is Paul who is writing to many of the churches in, in his day. Uh, we have the one that uh, was addressed to Ephesians, but uh, that was a... a, 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 a brief in English? <laughs> a letter he, he wanted to send to all of his congregations that, in that time. There he says, And I pray that Christ, verse 17, will make his home in your hearts through faith. I pray that you may have your roots and foundation in love. Your roots and foundation in love. So that you, together with all God's people, may have the power to understand how broad and long and how high and deep is Christ's love. Yes, you may come to know his love, although it can never be fully known. It's beyond com comprehension. And so be completely filled with the very nature of God. To him who by means of his power working in us is able to do so much. Uh, and I don't have the rest, I think. Yeah. So God is telling me today, and I'm sure he's telling you also today, that he wants us to be rooted and anchored in his love. And if you think we know how much this holy God, the creator of the universe, loves us, the Bible tells us we don't have a cooking clue. We cannot imagine, it's beyond our comprehension, how, love, how much he loves us. If we think we know, we don't know. Like eating an orange. If you put your nails in, the, in the, the outside of the orange, you get the smell of that orange. But you do not know how it tastes. If we think we know how much God loves us, we have the smell, but not really, really the taste. 
And I believe that Jesus will show some of that love today to all of us. Once I had the privilege to, to read the Bible, and every day I have the privilege, and I read the, the scripture where Jesus was baptized by John. And we, rem- we all remember what happened that day. While John was doing what he needed to do, the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a, a dove. And then uh, the heavens opened up, says the scripture. And there was a voice, and that voice was from the Holy God. And he said, this is my beloved son, my dear son. And I'm well pleased with him. So two things happened with Jesus. The one is, he had and he got the Holy Spirit. But the second one is, he heard that his dad, the creator of the universe, God, told him, you are my beloved son, and I'm well pleased with you. And all of a sudden I got the sensing that God is telling me, Andre, I feel the same about you. And I complained and said, no, 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 I resisted this idea. And I said, no, Jesus, oh, no, God, I cannot be Jesus. You meant that for Jesus. And I'm not Jesus, I'm Andre. And then I heard God is telling me again, now, Andre, what I said about Jesus, I feel about you also. Because you believe in Jesus, you are my son. And because you have the Holy Spirit of Jesus inside you, I feel the same about you as I feel about Jesus. I love you and I like you. And then... Uh, God goes further and told me the following. Go out to your congregation, to everybody that loves God, believe in Jesus, and tell them you are the beloved son or the beloved daughter of of God. He loves you and he likes you. After this incident where Jesus was baptized, he was led out into the desert, and then the, the devil came to, to tempt Jesus after he fasted for 40 days. And the first temptation, temptation was, uh, Jesus, you are hungry. Uh, here are lots of stones in the desert. desert uh, you, if you are the Son of God. Remember, that was his words. If you are the Son of God, change that stone into a bread, and then you have enough to eat. That is how the devil normally comes, if you are, if you are a child of God, if you are a beloved child of God, do this. He wants us to remind us of what we can be, but we think not are, if you are the son of God. Take this stone and change it into bread. The Son of God can do that. 
But you are 30 years old. You have done nothing. You are the son of a carpenter. You come from Nazareth. I don't believe you. If you are the son of God, you must take that stone and change it into bread. So the devil comes to, to Jesus and says, you are only somebody if you can prove it. If you are successful, I don't believe you. Then Jesus resisted the devil and said, no, you cannot live from bread alone. And then the second temptation there's the temple's roof, and there are hundreds of people praying at the temple, the wall and at the temple. Nobody knows about you. You're 30 years old. That's my paraphrasing. You are 30 years old. Nobody knows about you. Only the few leaders in the temple, well, you were 12 years old, and the people of Nazareth, and they don't think you are somebody special. But if you jump off the roof of the temple, your scripture says the angel will, angels will come and catch you, then the people will clap their hands and say, he's some, somebody special. And then uh, Jesus just told him, no, the Bible tells us you're not allowed to tempt uh, God. But again, the devil comes very subtle and says, if you are the son of God, remember what your Bible tells you. If you jump from the roof, the angels will come. You are nobody because nobody knows about you. And that's what the devil still does today. You are only somebody if the people knows about you. If you have a legacy, if you are popular, if the people like you, then you are somebody. No, said Jesus, I know who I am. And then the third temptation, the devil comes and says, uh, you have nothing. <laughs> You're 30 years old. You have nothing. Everything belongs to me. And if you kneel down before me and worship me, you'll get every, everything. So again, the devil comes with his temptation and says, if you have something, people will see that you are somebody. So my identity lies in what I have. And still, I think that's the, the three temptations the devil still does. Are you successful? Do people know about you? Are you popular? Can you show can you show? Do you, have, do you have things? Do you have money? I believe Jesus could resist these temptations easily because he knew the Bible. But in the first place, because he knows his identity. And his identity was that he was the son of God because he had the Holy Spirit inside him. So he had authority because he had the Holy Spirit inside him. But there was another reason. He knew that he was the beloved son of God. 
He was rooted in the love of God. And therefore he could stand against all the temptations of Satan. We know if you believe in Jesus, if we can say Jesus is the Son of God, Jesus shows us how God looks like. If we believe that, we know that the Holy Spirit dwells inside us. And that we show through our life, our unique lives, that, that we are followers of Jesus and that we have the Holy Spirit inside us. It's also so wonderful to know uh, that we are beloved children of God. I already told the group yesterday that uh, there were times in my life that it was not so easy, and especially when I went out and had a camp with a group of young people, and, and all of a sudden a lot of demons manifested, and uh, we had to, to expel the demons, and then there was big ruptures in our in our church, and some of my friends even turned their backs on me. That's okay, I understand, because that was not a common thing in our church, that people expelled demons. So I understand how they felt also about me, but it was very difficult for me to cope with the idea that some of my best friends, they turned their backs on me. And one day there was a guy, and he asked the following, Andre, how does Jesus feel about you? And in my, in my mind's eye, I saw Jesus smiling. I already told the group yesterday that if you know that Jesus smiles when he looks at you, you can walk through walls. It's not about success. It's not about how many people know you and love you and how popular you are. It's not about how much you own. It's about your identity. And your identity is that you are a son of God or a daughter of God, a princess, a prince. And more that you are beloved, that he likes you, that he loves you. And we Afrikaans, I smack your buyer. And that is true of everybody here who loves Jesus. He'll come now to you and say, I love you. He knows our pain. He knows our hurt. He knows our past. He knows every skeleton in our cupboard better than we do. And if people spread lies about us, we can be very happy that they don't spread the truth the truth is much worse the wonderful thing is God sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ and when he sees me he sees a holy man I'm right in the eyes of God because of the blood of Jesus Christ and therefore Ephesians 6 says, you must take up the armor of God against the devil and then the breastplate of righteousness is the fact that we must know and believe 
that in God's eyes we are right because he looks to the blood of Christ at us. How wonderful to know that God loves us. I told the group yesterday that the thing the devil doesn't want us to know is that the holy God, the God we have to fear because of his holiness, of his greatness, that God is our dad and he loves us and he has a personal relationship with us and telling everybody of us now, you are my beloved son or daughter. The neuroscientists, they say that people change not by willpower or by laws. People only change when they experience a loving connection, a loving attachment. I think you had a course here the previous weekend about giving your children a loving attachment. I know that that I only change when I felt beloved, when I feel beloved. I can give my best here because I experience here the love of God from Dibi and all the other. When do we change? When we experience the love of God in the first place and our brothers and sisters in the second place. And God gives that to all of us in our personal relationship with him and in the congregation with him because this is the body of Christ. How wonderful to know that God loves us. And somebody told me, and I stick to that, God loves us just as we are, and you know that very well, but he loves us too much to stay the way we are. And that's so wonderful that his love is the changing power in our lives. And if somebody asked me, Andre, where do you get the authority to stand against devils? And then I said, I get that from God. His Holy Spirit gives me the power and authority. And therefore I can stand against the devil. I don't need to fight against the devil. I can stand against the devil. And I have many, many experiences of that. But I know the main reason also is because I experience his love when I can stand against unfreedom in people's lives so that they can get free by the love and the power and the truth of Jesus Christ. Sometimes we feel, no, God, we protest against his love. You cannot love me because I'm useless. I've done so many wrongs. And we know this is because of what Satan does. He is the accuser of the brethren. We, yesterday we spoke about this. He likes us to do sin, but his job isn't finished when we sin. His job is finished when we are powerless, paralytic, because we feel all the shame and the guilt of what we are and what we did. Then we can stand against Satan and say, God loves me. He cleansed me from all sin. And yes, I have the freedom 
to go out and spread the good news about a God who loves me. And I can do with that with authority. I can stand against the devil with authority. So don't feel good if you feel guilty and ashamed. The Holy Spirit convinces us of sin. He brings us to the cross and he says, leave that sin at the cross and now you are free. The devil comes with a knife, puts it in your heart and turns it and says, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. What a difference. God comes with love and the devil comes with rejection. I told this story yesterday, but I'll repeat it. And to me, it's such a beautiful story. A friend of mine, he's a South Korean. Uh, his name is Chong Woo. Uh, he studied, uh, yeah, uh, maybe I must start from the beginning. He was a Buddhist. Uh, he and his mother went to a Methodist church in Korea. Uh, they were very ill, and then they prayed for, for him and his mother, and, and they, they, they got healed. So his mother said, it's so easy now, uh, Buddha couldn't heal us, uh, Jesus healed us, we become Christians. So they attended the Methodist church and became Christians. And later on, he got the calling to become a missionary and he had to study in his church 10 years to become a missionary. So he studied and at a stage, his dad was unfaithful to his mother. And to me, it's so sad, but that happened, she couldn't... Uh, overcome a problem and, and she became ill and she died. And then he was angry with God and said, God, you are, you are not a good God. You're not righteous. How come my dad, the aggressor, he still lie, lives, and my mother, the victim, she's dead now. And then he rebelled against God and said, God, you are not a just God. Uh, he said, once he even took a, a can of beer and he poured it over his head and he went to class. He still went to seminary. Uh, he went to class and uh, he did it because he wanted the people to experience what he, what, what he feels about God. He started drinking. He said he was a, a guy that knows how to pub crawl in Seoul. From, from one, one pub to another he went. He said that the fact that the, that the cause didn't uh, kill him was a miracle. But still he felt, I want to show God how I feel about him. And the one day when he was pop, pop crawling, he, he, he felt that somebody was following him. And so he looked at his back and, and then he saw Jesus. Jesus was looking at him with loving eyes. But the tears were rolling over his cheeks. And then he realized that uh, this God, Jesus, still loves him. But with tears. I don't want to be loved with tears only. But in this case, that changed his life. The neuroscientists, they say, we change by a loving connection or a loving attachment. 
he changed, he never looked back. And he was a wonderful uh, colleague of me in, in the Rolseville area where I was. He worked under the, the children of the farm workers. I asked Chong Wu, Chong Wu, can I tell this story to my, to my congregation? He said, no, it's not a story, it's the truth. In Romans, Paul says, uh, he, uh, he wants us to know that uh, it doesn't matter what happens. The heights or the depth or even the principles, the death or, 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 or devils, it doesn't matter what. We must know that we are loved by God. Not our love for Him, but the love God showed through Jesus Christ for us. So nothing can separate us, he says in the same scripture, from the love of God. We can take this this morning. Nothing can separate you, nothing can separate us from the love of God. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14, Paul tells us why it was so easy for him to be a good apostle of, of Jesus Christ. He says, the love of Christ moves me, controls me. In Afrikaans, the liefde van Christus drang mij. I cannot. I cannot keep silent. I cannot not ask the Holy Spirit to change my life, to show the fruit of the Spirit. The love of Christ compels me. The love of Christ controls me. The love of Christ drang mij hier van binnen. Our lives are too short to give away all the love we get from Jesus, not only at the cross, but every day. Let us close our eyes. Jesus, I ask you now to take us to your cross so that we can see how your cross looks like and what you did for us. Every nail, everything they did to you was because of what I did to you. Thank you for your cross. I leave my worries, my sorrows, my pain, everything I leave now at the cross. All the rejection I experience, all my fears, I leave at the cross. I've done wrong. I was wrong. I've sinned against you. And I leave everything at the cross. And now I give myself to you. I say, Jesus, you are the potter, I'm the clay. You must make with me a beautiful something. And I know you have purpose for my life, my unique life. Thank you for that. Jesus, I ask you now to take us to the empty tomb. In our mind's eye, we can see the tomb, the stone is rolled away. You can get into the tomb because it's empty. 
There are only sheets left, maybe still the, the angels who were with Jesus. Maybe Jesus himself, but he is the risen God. He conquered death. He's the victor over Satan and all devils and demons. Jesus, I ask you now to take us out of the tomb into the garden. It's so beautiful in the garden. And I know Jesus is already with God, but maybe he wants to show up in the garden and show himself to you. Don't be afraid to walk in the direction of Jesus because he's coming to you with open arms. He wants to give you a hug, a brotherly or a fatherly hug. Jesus, tell everybody now what you want to tell him or her. Thank you, Jesus, that we can feel that we are your beloved children, that you are well pleased. That you like us. Take us by hand and take us into the life so that we can live freely holy with authority because we know who we are, beloved children of you, filled by the Holy Spirit with the same authority that you have and all the truths you give us in your Bible and personally. Thank you, Jesus, that our identity doesn't lie in our successes, or in how many people we know or adore us, or how much we own. Thank you that we can be ourselves, safe and free and full of peace in your presence. Thank you that you will never leave us, never, ever now and forever. Amen. Thank you. God bless all of you. Thank you. Amen. Thanks, Ramandre. We're, we're going to have a moment of ministry. I think a few of us are going to respond to this. So if you guys could maybe... I don't know what that song's name is, but the one I like. Jesus, Jesus, make the darkness tremble. <laughs> um, and Stefan, you can maybe switch the lights for us uh, so that you don't see me crying. Um, <laughs>